You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle, and we're here again talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What we're doing will outlive the legacy of that shield. That shield is a monument to a bygone era. If anything, that shield should be destroyed. <sighs> All right, this one was titled The Whole World is Watching. This is episode four, and there's some stuff that goes down in this episode. Yeah, this is really, we're starting to see the action accelerate and yeah we're we can i can feel like there's a place we're gonna go now yeah yeah exactly um i mean let's just i mean let's just start out and kind of walk through this episode and just kind of remark on the things that we we thought about while we were watching um first i just want to say that sebastian stan's performance in the opening clip in wakanda of him slowly starting to cry and feeling this sense of freedom as Io's delivering these words, right? And she's speaking Russian, right? You have to speak. Do you have to speak in Russian or whatever that language is? Because it didn't sound like she was necessarily speaking Wakandan. I, I don't know what you need to do. The, I'm not sure. You know, how, if, he if, needs if, to understand the words. He I needs think. to understand the words, but I wasn't sure if the trigger words had to happen in a certain language or not. Anyway, as she's giving you know, him the uh, those trigger words, you can see that he is not reacting the way he used to and we get this uh completely different side of winter soldier of bucky that we haven't really seen because every time we see him in the show or even in um other places in the mcu he's just kind of very he does that staring thing that right. sam talks about all the time uh so it was kind of nice to see him uh, i guess actually feel like he's doing some work rather than just staring there yeah that might have been one of the best scenes we have in the marvel cinematic universe yeah. mm -hmm. like real it, it's the gift we get in these series that even if the series isn't perfect the ability to take the time to show us these things that we would not normally get to see is a real treat yeah um, this that scene would have ended up on a cutting room floor somewhere because we needed to have extra action in a film and we, instead we get to see this really amazing emotional moment for him um, and that sense of freedom and I mean we have a, there's a lot mm -hmm. of thematic content in there as well but it, yeah, yeah of you are free and uh, it, it builds the trust we see the relationship between him and uh, Io there and uh, and Wakanda and his gratefulness to Wakanda because that was something that we, we just never really saw right all of a sudden he was dropped off in Wakanda and then the next time we saw him he didn't have an arm and he was hanging out with some kids in a hut right like he was just right he was just hanging out and then the next time we see him he's going to war so there is this phrase that kept sticking out throughout the episode of he's a means to an end right and the ends justify the means do the ends justify the means and he's a means to an end and like all of that stuff and i think from i, I you watched one of the um screen crush like easter eggs uh, videos that was I think it was the episode that they broke Zemo out of prison or I guess Zemo broke himself out of prison right, and if I remember correctly uh, they mentioned that Zemo was reading a Machiavelli based book yep uh, probably the prince and you know uh, that that whole thing is now actually coming into play you know with the ends justify the means is actually becoming a thing now that right. we're at this point right mm -hmm. and they keep mentioning it they keep bringing it up and uh yep just thought i'd share that uh but yeah he was reading he was definitely reading machiavelli's book in prison right 
Um, do you have, I mean, you're a philosophy teacher, so talk to me a bit about that whole phrasing. And yeah, I think that, the, I mean, I think it's really shorthand because Machiavelli is more complex than well, that, sure, yeah. right? But the idea that, you know, w you do things, the things you do as a leader, you mm. don't do because you want to do them. You do them because they secure power and authority. So they secure, like you are supporting yourself. So you're supporting yourself as a prince. They support your power and authority, but you don't do them for personal gain, really. You do them for your gain as the leader of the state. That's one of the misinterpretations people do is they see mm -hmm. the like, individual. And in, in a way, that's like this ideology thing that this anti-super soldier ideology that uh, Zemo has is the thing. That's like the state he belongs to, right? right? And so he'll do whatever he has to do to make sure that state is kept in, in power. And I mean, that the and the idea of Machiavelli is like, you need people to fear you. They're, it's okay if they love you. It's okay if they love you. Right. But you need them to have fear and uh, and you need to do what you have to do to make that fear. So if that means you are you punish someone in a way that's absurd in order for everyone to know that you could do that at any time. Right. So they have enough fear that they behave and they follow your power, then you do it. Whether or not you want to on, on the positive or the negative sure and if you show mercy the mercy you show is the same way right it's for the purpose of securing the state not for your own personal gain but your personal political gain is tied up on that that's where it gets funky right? okay where yeah, the yeah, subtlety yeah. Is. well we're seeing a, a lot of that between the different groups in this show yeah you know flag smashers definitely fall into that same sort of camp there i mean on the opposite end of zemo right the super soldier serum for them is something they're using to make people fear or respect them so that they can so that they can make the world the better place right the, right. the world's their state right right, right. exactly yeah. like all people are their state yeah. yeah and they're trying to overturn the state with the same tools that machiavelli would suggest you support the state right mm -hmm. um and certainly i mean certainly the america is is doing that not captain america even but like putting uh, Walker in that role is another one of those same actions right. and Walker definitively behaves yeah oh yeah, yeah with, and his is a lot for role. personal gain too though you know what I mean like yeah but I don't know if he knows that sure right you know what I'm well, saying because he feels like he's representing America that's what I mean right? like I okay, think that, that he's sense. yeah he's sufficiently confused <laughs> that that's the case yeah. you love to hate him too in this show you just he's like I love hating John Walker I think in this show, it's I, it's a it's fun to to really not like him. He's a Joffrey character. Yeah, you know, he legitimately pulls off this uh, Joffrey or um, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, God, you just you 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 love hating them. You hate them so much that you want them off screen. But you know, if they were gone, you'd you'd miss them. You'd miss them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really hope that we don't see him die at the end of this series, and that we that we get legit mm -hmm. US agent and that that becomes an interesting complexity for the future Marvel's yeah. record with good villains is not good like they right. do not have a successful way of stabilizing their villain pool right well you know Loki's really the only one right now that comes to mind that is like a he's become like this very gray character right. you know everyone else I'm trying to think of like I think pretty much everyone in I the Iron Man movies 
I think died at what the mean, end. He kill, like, they all die. They, everybody just dies in the end. And I, I want some characters that kind of have this arc that can can come back into it. They don't need to be good necessarily, but they can be this gray character and they can fall sometimes into this good camp and this bad camp and kind of well, do their and thing. And even if they just return as a bad guy in a different movie, that's interesting. So like one of the things sure. about comics is these characters would walk through many comic storylines. So it would be great to see right. U.S. Agent in the a new Black Widow film mm -hmm. as a bad guy, mm -hmm. you know, or U.S. Agent in uh, Black Panther as an antagonist against Wakanda. Mm -hmm. Like those are really interesting things right. that comics do that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has really not done because they do push people if they want to keep them, they push them into that gray role and they don't allow them to retain as villains because it seems like mm -hmm. the end of these pieces need to dominate. Mm -hmm. uh, and they certainly are setting Walker up in this story to need consequences, right? Oh, for sure. And I, I really feel like there's, so there's conversation that Zemo has with um, Sam and Bucky and he's talking about anyone with that serum is on this path and he's mentioning Carly right and she says she will escalate it she will escalate until you kill her or uh, she kills you and really that feels like he's more talking about Walker towards the end after you after you well for us for us yeah. but to them obviously they're talking about but if that that conversation stays in Sam and Bucky's mind well man maybe Zemo's right maybe we do have to kill Walker if we need to get the shield back or we right. need to stop him is there is there no stopping him other than killing him you know yeah like I don't, I don't know well we'll see but it felt like foreshadowing a bit to me um very very slight subtle foreshadowing they have some gymnastics to do here in these mm -hmm. last two episodes especially when we're talking about big thematic stuff which we can talk about much later in the episode oh yeah there's i mean there's a boatload of stuff in, in this in this episode um yeah it was just i picked up on like just a lot of like small little moments that just really kept building to the elephant in the room which is right. the ending of this episode which we'll talk about um one of the biggest things actually we're almost getting there right now but i didn't catch the first time i watched this that the person who was essentially bludgeoned to death by cap shield at the end was the same guy who was a fan of cap no, in yeah, the graveyard absolutely. it just didn't click the first time i watched it it clicked the second time um he's also the same guy who grabs cap and holds his arms back while Carly's about to shove a knife into his mm -hmm. chest and Lamar kind of tackles her right um, so very interesting seeing and hearing that conversation about him being a Captain America fan what he stood for but now that this world has become a not light and dark place you know there's this there is this gray that you know it's it's more complex than good versus evil you know it's not all light versus dark there's this there's this complexity of shadow and grayness you know well, Zemo is kind of one of those characters yeah you know? I think that that scene was really interesting to me because Carly's position again it's this place where I'm I feel like they're dancing around what they need to do with um with what she's about for for me and and you know uh -huh. and and for what I I'm the concerns I have about the treatment of sure. this political position and she says this line that i think that's really appropriate and actually a line that i think is 
wildly applicable to Sam mm-hmm. and ultimately uh, to Bucky, and that is like the this flag has to go right this the shield the has shield, to go it yeah. needs to be destroyed sam talked about that last episode and i was saying sort of he was in this angry phase this phase of anger about th- what america means uh-huh. and and she's certainly in the place about that with all countries but this idea yeah. that the when the shield is backed by something that isn't doesn't have the integrity of someone like steve mm-hmm. or the ideal that steve is right cuz like ideal Steve represents a kind of America that is not a, a real thing today. But yes. It's, it's something we the line in. she says is the shield is a monument to a bygone era. Right. Right. And, and the, in the, I think the idea is that that's not what Sam's going to need to come to believe. Mm-hmm. She believes that and she needs to move past the idea that the shield is about a bygone era and instead that there, and this is, this is where we get in like the wildly dangerous territory of, you know, Trump make America great kind of thinking. And I think that's part of what's being said, right? Like that we're talking about all of that, mm-hmm. but the ideals are really what the sh- matter about the shield. The shield is right. representative of ideals and those ideals need, we need to reach those ideals instead of destroying them. And she actually is pro-democratic, right? Like she's pro all these things that we might yeah. say are American ideals. Um, making sure that people are cared for and healthy mm-hmm. and, yeah, and oh yeah. caring for our elders and whatever, um, and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, Sam now has the capacity, because he sees this similarity, I think, to try and draw her back. Mm-hmm. And Sam is moving in this other direction. And that, that line is the line where, like, yeah, legit, th- there's, there is something to be said for the fact we have to tear down ridiculous borders and yeah. things like that but on the other end of the spectrum we need to be seriously looking at the fact that if we just tear everything down because um, that's not what anarchy really is just the destruction of the state right like it's just it's just the beginning of what that concept is and uh, and and she needs to figure out that's the next stage like what is the next right. stage we need to see her develop and everybody has not everybody but you know, we've seen Walker kind of have this um, optimistic viewpoint and we've seen him slowly digress into this anger and frustration and impatience. And maybe he was always like that, but we definitely after he takes the serum, we see it a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've seen an, a, a character arc. We've seen him change from beginning to now in this in the show. Even Sam and Bucky a little bit are becoming I, well, at least, I, they're becoming, I mean, more in tune with each other, but becoming more gray and understanding of mm-hmm. the Flag Smashers cause. And I don't think that Sam and Bucky are on the same page 100% about what the shield is and what it needs to be and all that stuff. They right. just know that where it is right now is not where it's supposed to right. be. And they're going to grow. That's what we have two yeah. episodes to let them move to where it needs to be. And so we've, I think, I feel like we've, there's this crisscross that's happening where. We have Walker who's declining, and on the flip side, I think we're going to see Sam and Bucky continue to become more in tune with each other, figure out what needs to be done. There's going to be this arc. They're just going opposite paths. And then you have Carly who's this I, – I, I, I legitimately don't know where she's going to end up by the end of the show in no, the next agreed. two episodes. She is such a uh, – I, I, like, I don't know where she's going to be. There's well, so many things that could lead her to – this good good place where she could continue to lead from the right perspective or 
that is going to send her over the edge to doing something catastrophic. But the one thing is, I think that, I think that the majority of people can, maybe not the majority of people, but I, you know, agree with Sam in the sense that he's, he understands, he's like, I get with your cause. Like I understand why you're fighting, but I can't get with how you're fighting it. Right. And so I think people are aligning with like what they believe, what the flag smashers mm-hmm. believe, but they just can't get on board with the way she's doing things. And so it may be that the flag smashers, and then maybe this is why they made it an organization instead of just a person who it is in the comics. Right. It's right. just, a, it's just a mm-hmm. single person. We're not, we're not tied down to the person's belief, but we're tied to the organization's belief. And the person who happens to be leading that organization right now is not going about it the right way. So by the end of this series, maybe the flag smashers continue on, but it's not led by Carly. It's led by somebody else who's leading in the right capacity in the right way. Right. Or she, on the other hand, has come to some, or she's figured it out. Right. And and, I mean, her survival is just a huge question. Yeah. You know, uh, especially now that when we we're not in that last scene, so let's not go there yet. Let's just. Keep I know it's forward. so hard to not let's talk move about. Forward it, and then it? we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just save it. Well, you know, I mean, it it feels like her. It feels like Sam really would have been able to connect with her if Walker would just learn to talk first and shoot second. You know. I mean, yeah, we have two moments where Walker disrupts mm-hmm. what is a the ability to sort of fix things right like yeah. to move us forward and um uh, and when walker's invasion into both of those is what destroys the ability oh, yeah. for sam to find balance and you know she, this was her, all foreshadowed episodes ago when oh, he took yeah. bucky straight out of therapy oh yeah absolutely yeah like he does not want to talk about anything he just wants to he just wants to act yeah the idea His impulsiveness of is the the uh the serum you know augmenting who he is we've seen all of this this stuff's been planted mm-hmm. right yeah um the i mean this episode runs into some issues that i that we, I, at least i want to address marginally since we're sure. here at that carly space there's definitely some problems with missing material in this episode. Well, what do you mean specifically so I, I, um we whether it's for editing purposes or it's because of COVID or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like there's that, um, what's her name, Donya character. Yeah. We don't have enough information. I feel like right. whatever is about her, there was stuff that existed or was supposed to exist that we don't have. Like it's either on the cutting room floor or it hasn't been revealed I, to I us think yet. It, no, I think it didn't get shot because of COVID. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the COVID did some damage and then they had to finish this. Gotcha. And I'm wondering if we've lost some sequences to COVID. And if not that, on the cutting room floor for time, although time that does make not sense. seem to be the issue here. But that the story with the Flag Smashers in this episode felt very disjointed. Hmm. There, there, it felt a lot like there was, the, the, like, why are they here? What are they doing there? Like, wh- why are they in this weird... Sure. open area meeting area, yeah. you know what's going on with that and 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 i have a, i anticipate that either it wasn't able to be shot and with that particular actress wasn't able to, to be shot or something hmm. or uh you know on the other hand um it was it was cut for some time reason but whatever it is there's some to feel, things to feel to join it and the same thing i think applies although i don't know if it's the same reason to the appearances of walker in both of those scenes which feel M- like they're coming out of nowhere 
he he really does appear wherever the hell he wants mm-hmm. without any real sense of the time air flight would require him to get places like he really sure. is everywhere he needs to be well, are they all in the same space that whole that whole episode they're all in the same kind well, of city we're right? in latvia right in latvia yeah. yeah um and he's like he's in latvia quite easily and I, and it's all fine it's just i don't feel like we I, th- I think maybe the show's trying to like surprise he's here mm-hmm. but i i with the pacing of the show those things feel very disjointed to well me. he just walks down the stairs at the, in this episode right yeah. and and confronts them you know they're undercover kind of in like the that, exactly. street clothes and he's just waltzing through and like full yeah, the, America outfit, which says something about who the heck we are as America. Well, like, right. Well, just, I think undoubtedly, yeah. right? And it's who he is as the American rep. So we're in that compound with the kids, right? We go, We are we able to go there? We go, sure, to, yeah, the, yeah. We go to the compound where Zemo meets with the kids. Mm-hmm. And Sam and Bucky, we split up to do our, our research. And Sam goes upstairs and he has that, yeah. that the sort of moment, that, that interesting bit of dialogue about you know we're on the we're actually fighting you should be fighting for what i am that and she says something about but you know there should be someone like us someone who's underprivileged someone who is well you not in position so, so there's hold on you've merged two things i am merging together. two things yeah you've merged two things right well she says that and, and that's post-funeral that's right? post-funeral okay. right yeah but the you know I am moving too far forward. When she, when it's, it looks like the same space, we're in three different times, right? Which is a little confusing. So Sam, Sam goes up there, and in what seems to be a not thoughtful investigation on his part, <laughs> like he looks wildly inefficient uh-huh. in what he's doing upstairs. You know, he yeah. talks to people; they all run away. They all know who he is. What all, yeah, all the yeah, works. Yeah. In the meantime, well, and he's mo- an outsider, right? And so everybody's like, "Who the heck is this guy?" Yeah. I'm just not going to talk to him. When the one person says, "I know who you are," right? Yeah. But but in the meantime, Zemo goes with these children, and he he cons them with the candy which right. they planted the in Turkish the scene delight. before, yeah. right? So like yeah. they do the Turkish delight plant, and then they pay us off. There Very Narnia. More than yeah. once, yeah. And they, yeah, absolutely. Very Narnia, yeah. right? And um, and then he says to the girl let's keep it our secret mm-hmm. and then does nothing to do with that right there's right. no right that we we completely don't revisit the idea right. that it was a secret he is marginally threatened maybe he's setting up cap maybe that's what he's well doing. it sounded more like he is he's just trying to hold on to his leverage based on the following scene when they're back at the right the flat you know he's just trying to hold on to his leverage like if he's the only one who knows where to go for this funeral then he can retain that leverage and yet which doesn't really matter it doesn't once have they get any there, plot impact well, that's yeah, what i'm saying like yeah there's this thing that feels like it should be a plot impact it has no like zero yeah. plot impact and yeah. then in that next scene when he goes to talk to the girl the second time to go to the funeral he's walking with cap and Battlestar, right and like and they there's no sense of yeah oh we should be undercover about this it's completely yeah out in the open like if i were that little girl i'd be like what is going on yeah, i'm not leading this guy here now and this, she, this, this is captain america i'm not leading him right to this place. like that that yeah. seems like yeah that does that feel seems weird. like betrayal then yeah and so there i just feel like there's some stuff missing there. sure yeah no like that makes sense well it feels missing. like they didn't know how else to get there and they were running out of time too and right. they're like well we just have to write it in um or we have to not sh- we didn't we can't shoot this and so we're just going to repair uh-huh. this yeah. by doing this to shorten it. would have made more sense. You know, it feels like Lamar and, and Walker are able to track 
these two. Yeah. It would have made more sense for them to not confront them on the streets of Latvia and to just follow them into this space and to have the conversation where they handcuff Zemo to like that vat, that barrel thing. Yeah, it looks like one of the ovens from... Oh, the ovens, yeah. Like, it, it would have made more sense for them to confront the trio in there. Yeah. Have the quick conversation of, look, I'm a trauma counselor, essentially. Let me go talk first. Right. And have that whole thing happen in that space that way it doesn't feel like that betrayal from zemo to that kid and, and the kid and they to, can get there with the it, kid to the movement and the kid to the movement i mean it just right. it's so much right she's what did she well that's then also on the, the narnia turkish delight thing she doesn't care about the does she not care about the movement anymore she just right. cares about the the, turkish the candy delight. and the yeah, money right. right it's the money that right well she, she doesn't she care about the money. the money right oh she that's fast that's a fast that was <laughs> insert shot else. right there that's fast um so you know you're on this this track and i think it's really interesting that he he could have come a different time he comes at that time that's the arrogance of america right like the yeah, arrogance yeah. out of in the open america yeah. right i'm just mm -hmm. in the streets in For this sure. country this foreign country that i don't have any yeah. jurisdiction in well and he practically owns it is how it feels right he walks in as if it's his own country right yeah um and then when when Sam says, so, and then to switch to a different thematic idea, when Sam says, I should go in and talk because I'm a counselor, mm -hmm. we're back to conversations about police mm -hmm. and policing. And that question oh, about yeah. whether or not we should, in moments where we're dealing with people who have strong psychological or emotional issues, should we be sending in armed policemen or should we be sending in social workers and counselors right and definitively this show is falling on the side of we, we should, should be, be sending, sending in social counselors. workers yeah. and counselors <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it because right. that's where, where we keep doing that yeah throughout the process so yeah. anyway, i just wanted to well and out. and lamar is this you know hoskins battlestar is the moral compass here for john for a second for yeah. walker you know it's like well look man if you know if we don't have to fight if he can get her to calm down and not do this anymore with just talking then like that's the route we should take like Seems like a no-brainer here. And, like, what do you have to lose by somebody talking? Right. They don't really like Sam anyway. So what, he gets punched and beat up and maybe gets killed right there? Well, then you have all the reason you need to go in to and take it. Yeah, do, so, yeah. like, not that you want to sacrifice Sam for it, but it doesn't feel like Walker really cares that much about them anyway, so why not just let him talk? Uh, he's all about this. You, your partner needs backup. Your partner needs right. backup. And he, it's not about, like, him caring about Sam. It's about him wanting to just have the fight. Right, right, because he said earlier he's like, I just want to do the job, you know. He's going to these Senate meetings and all these other meetings. He's it's meetings, meetings, meetings. All the politics of this, he just wants to fight. Right, that's all he wants to do because that's all he saw Steve doing in yeah. the public eye. You don't see Steve going to meetings. You don't see any of that. You <laughs> see Steve fighting Thanos, or you see Steve fighting in New York in First right. Avengers, or you see Steve fighting. Those are the highlight clips that make it to the internet. Right, not Steve in a Senate meeting. Right, so. He just wants to fight. You can get us back on chronology. I've, oh, I've there's, I mean, it all, this episode really kind of blends together. And this is the problem of the locations I think that they chose is the location where the kids are given the candy looks very similar to the location that Bucky and Sam meet with Carly the second time. Right at the end. At the end. Looks it almost looks like an identical space, and, and then they fly off to another space where eventually L Lamar meets his fate, right. and that almost looks like the same exact space as far as like the f I mean, maybe it's just the city goes, but like I just don't know where. There's no like differentiation of space in mm -hmm. like this place. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, we Whereas don't have like a sense of ge- geography, right, right? Right, we're in Madripoor. It's very clear, like, okay, we're in Hightown or we're in Lowtown, right? We're in a dive bar, and we're walking the streets, and it's all this neon stuff, and the, there's graffiti and architecture that doesn't look, you know, rich in any way. And then you go in Hightown, you're walking with Sharon. You're like, okay, this feels like a completely different space. Mm-hmm. Um, it you, We don't get any of that in this, and, and maybe that's just Latvia in general, but... Yeah, I mean, it may be trying to be representational or whatever. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, the other thing was that I caught was that, you know, when Sam goes to talk to Carly by herself after this funeral, you know, Sam's a good counselor as far as like, like he gets on board with her very fast. Yep. Um, but he made a very big mistake up front saying that he's n- he came alone. Like he just straight lies. Right. Right. Which I'm just like, man, I, us as an audience, it was for us. It wasn't for her. It was for us knowing like dang, Sam, you shouldn't have said that. You should have just been honest being like, look, I, there's guys outside, but I don't want it to come to this. So, like, I came in here. I, I forced them to let me talk to you, and we can just chat this out. And, like, if you don't want to chat this out, then, like, it's going to have to be what it is. But, you know, he straight lies instead, and, you know, that does more damage than Walker busting in, you know? Right, betrayal is significant for her, I think. Yeah, because she expects... I mean, she expects, you know, people to come after her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't expect, you know, Sam to, you know, lie and try and stall while mm-hmm. his guys get there. Um, that's what it was. It was the betrayal. And so, yeah. yeah. It, it, a couple of things in that there, too, at least I, I don't know where we are, but the there is that the moment where we hear about Power Broker is going to come get us. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. still have Power Broker in play. Mm-hmm. And we see Sharon Carter for a, a few beats. And mm-hmm. she's definitely not the weakest link in the Madripoor world. Oh, right? no, no, no. Yeah. And so there, yeah, yeah. I think. We yeah, have, she has access to a satellite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing, man. And there's was all guys with guns she's walking through, whatever. Right. I think that we're going to see that Power Broker storyline come to fruition in episode six. Like, I think that's where we're. Think so? Yeah. To that that's gonna um, unless they leave us with that as a future piece of a puzzle that's gonna be yeah. dealt with in some other uh, story. Uh, it feels like that is is possibly mm-hmm. well. Where, once where we're, l- once we get through head. the chrono- chronology of this episode, let's talk about where we think this might yeah. be, might be going. Um, because but, I think you're right. Yeah. But the power broker thing was really it was it was good to have that brought back and to keep Carly under threat. Mm-hmm. from someone else who she's going to deal with right mm-hmm. and then they decide to you know give everyone you know make more super soldiers and then we have that again astounding destruction of super soldier th- serum oh man yeah um, of, of zemo just smashing smashing it all yeah yeah there and there was a lot of vials of serum there mm-hmm. right and it looks like he did he, he was able to smash all but one all before but one. walker comes in and uh kind of he like chucks his I wasn't sure if it was head at first or if it was his chest whatever I'm just saying if you're throwing a shield that fast at somebody that is going to do some serious damage I don't know it that thing is that thing looks like it hurts and uh, it does I don't know how, all we saw with Zemo afterwards was he had, a, he had a, some whiskey or something in his glass and a hot towel over his eyes I'm like dude like you wouldn't be able to move let alone breathe from that thing hitting you in the chest like right. that but yeah that smashing of the the serum and we knew all the, we knew this was coming right eventually right we knew i think we were talking about this at some point that at some point walker needs to get his hands on serum or else it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and at some point i thought that 
Sam needed to get his hands on some serum. But after the conversation about what the serum represents, I don't know if if he's actually going to get serum at all. Yeah, it feels right now like he's going to be, he's not going to become a super soldier, right? Right. Uh, and there's something righteous about that. It's yeah. also really dangerous for him. Uh, very dangerous, yeah. But it's it's pretty So far, he's actually him. been able to hold his own fairly well mm-hmm. against Carly's team of super soldiers, you know? Um, at least with the wings. I don't know how he would do with the shield. Um, but I think being able to fly and use some guns probably helps. But Yeah, fly guns, wings... Yeah. Right, do their thing yeah. and because uh, they act as a shield in a way and then with the shield he i mean it's gonna look cool i'm just gonna tell you that i'm if, sure if he gets yeah. that shield in episode six it's we're gonna see some we better see some cool stuff i mean it feels like the as far as the payoff goes like we need to see him put the shield on right. you know or else it's 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 gonna be the same feeling of maybe not as crazy of cap grabbing yolnir right Right. Or like everybody teaming up, you no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be this payoff moment and it's not as big, but it's, we've all had this since Avengers in our head of like, well, I want to see what Sam looks like with the, the Captain America outfit on and his wings mm-hmm. and the shield. Like, I just want to see what that looks like. Him putting the helmet on and seeing a black man underneath the that outfit helmet. is like, that's the power of that. There's a that lot moment, of power, you know? That. Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be super soldiered up or if there's going to be – It's and it's not about the serum. It's about what the serum does to you, right? And they, they have the conversation, and we'll jump – this jumps ahead a little bit, but Lamar and Walker have this right. conversation in a cafe after Walker signs a autograph, mm-hmm. uh, which needed to happen. That's a subtle moment that needed to happen. Um about how the power makes you more of who you are right and it makes you more like carly or it makes you more like steve and john walker certainly associates himself to be more like steve and lamar boosts that ego in him of like look you have three medal of honors and um like you constantly make the right choice in battle you know which i'm like that that's not true but you know, sure, yeah, you've probably you've not made the right choices that we've seen so far in this series. Right. So I can expect that you've actually made poor choices in the field in combat before. But sure, you have three medals of honor. That's great. You've done some good things. You've done some good deeds. You're heroic. You're brave. But that's not necessarily what you know the original inventor of this serum was looking for. He was looking for somebody with good character rather than. Um, somebody who's necessarily brave, you know what I mean, or heroic, right? Or, right, someone who is, whose soldiering is good, right? right. Who's looking right. for someone whose personhood is good, right? That they can then use as a soldier, right? Right. Comes down to character. Comes down to uh, their belief system. Comes down to mm-hmm. why their why. Why do they do what they do, right? Steve yeah. Rogers just didn't like bullies. Doesn't matter if they're American or if they're Nazis. Um, Walker being this guy who just wants to get to work and fight. And is we've seen him be impatient. We've seen him be hot-headed, um, arrogant, um, condescending. Like we're we've only seen the bad things in Walker, except for when he's in front of a camera, and he needs to be charming, and he puts on this face, right? Right. Um, in episode two, we saw that. But you know, he takes this serum, and like that autograph is again that ego boost 
that happens. And like Lamar's just playing to his ego and he doesn't mean to. Lamar genuinely thinks that his friend is a good person. But we've been told the opposite so far in this series. Like we hate well, we hate Walker. Like mm-hmm. we really don't like the guy. And they even do this. I mean, I don't know if you caught the, the lighting in that shot when uh, they're standing there at the cafe. They must have had some reflector on that table or something because there's this. It's like not as not as in your face as holding a flashlight under your face at a campfire, but there's that effect. And I'm like, dude, this dude looks so evil in this shot. And you know, it's it's not going to be good going forward. But well, that Lamar moment is good for us as an audience too because it lands for the payoff when he gets killed. Yeah, he, he is not. He is an innocent in this, mm-hmm. even if he is partly responsible for supporting the decision that yeah. walker makes everything he seems to be doing seems to be out of some effort to do the right thing like and and so uh-huh. we can feel his death as well as walker feeling it right and that is an that's an important component for um for uh for us as an as an audience it with Mm-hmm. To, to deal with that Walker and it makes it more complex and more well and Walker and, and Carly are very similar in a lot of ways because they're both trying to do the, what they think is the right thing they're just getting at it the wrong way right they're fighting about it the wrong way and Sam and Bucky are kind of caught in between like we, we need to capture Carly but we also need to stop Walker from trying to kill Carly like they're just caught in this like we're trying to do things the right way even though we're not because we're taking Zemo out of prison and teaming up everybody's in this weird there's this love triangle that is happening between the three of the three groups and it's just it's it's it creates a lot of tension um so -hmm. as far as the show goes like they built conflict very well between these three groups plus this random power broker that we don't know much about so we'll have a fourth group who we're gonna we need him i think to get us out of the story yeah 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 yeah. like to get out of the escape route right he's the escape route for the plot he's for because everything feels so chaotic right now that it's hard for me to make a prediction on what is going to happen mm-hmm. next because there's so many options that the power broker is going to be this one simple focus that is going to draw Carly, Sam and Bucky and Zemo and um, Walker now uh, towards like that one point. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 the uh, spoiler alerts for Godzilla versus Kong. It's the Mecha Godzilla. Right. Of of the falcon and winter soldier right that right. sits in the background and so we need it yeah and then comes and allows the story to resolve yeah exactly but that conversation with with lamar and walker happening in that like cafe area that airport area whatever it was happens after walker gets his butt kicked by the door melage mm-hmm. in zemo's kind of like apartment safe house thing um which is a great oh my fight. gosh it's a great scene it was very cool i i'm just so happy to see more wakandan like actors not actors but characters outside of having um you know kind of the main people you know Mm -hmm. black panther or shuri or uh, okoye or any of them right um and so ao is taking on this i mean that's a big role that's a i mean i don't know if if i was that character in black panther i'm thinking i'm never gonna i'm probably just gonna pop up in the background of a of a movie or tv show you know going forward but she has a lot of speaking lines She's a lot of lines. No, it's it's a good role, and she gets really. What they do with the Dora Milaje is they allow them to. They it's all about skill, right? Like the yeah. the level of skill is so high, so mm-hmm. it's not just an interesting fight, right? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting fight that has 
that the, that the things we get to see are so high skill based yeah. that they're interesting to watch. Right? Oh, they're fascinating it, to watch. It's yeah. so different than like two people punching each other. Right. To watch, you know. Right, because you we've seen I mean, if we if if Bucky were to fight Walker, like we've seen that a hundred times. Right, they're gonna slug it out. But this is three three Dormelage fighting Captain America, Battlestar, and then Sam and Bucky get involved as well, and it's a different fight. You know, based on, you know, their enemy of the well, enemy Dormelage. Um But yeah, it's it's that point, right, where where Walker gets his butt kicked that he's like, they weren't even super soldiers. And I I get what he's saying. And at the same time, like the Dormelage, I don't know. Are they enhanced in any way? No, they're okay. just really well trained they're just super yeah and committed super and good at what they to do to an ideology that matters sure. like yeah. they represent something and i mean there's no question in my mind that there is a blackness to there's an africanness mm-hmm. to walker's response as well right, right. oh right not sure. necessarily like in the front of his head sure but it's all part of it like they weren't even super soldiers yeah um because uh, he's he banks on that super soldier strength as being meaningful in, in a way that it does not need to be. And Sam is mm-hmm. constant evidence of that. Right, right, right. Let alone yeah, the Dormelage. There's a full reliance on he thinks that he, it's everything is building to him saying, I need to have this serum mm-hmm. in my body to be able to do what I need to do. Right. It's this, it's this constant um, searching after power, um, which America, again, but whatever. Um yeah, so it, it was that whole moment, and Zemo escapes through what, the great shot of him just sipping <laughs> with whiskey as this fight's happening. Uh, you get so much more. Per- there's there's shots, there's cutaway shots that you wouldn't get in a, in a Marvel film yeah. because they just and they're not going to spare the time to show you Bucky, you know, saying you're looking good out there, John. You know, uh, shots of Zemo sipping whiskey while the fight's happening, and you get more personality in those shots too. But uh, you know, he escapes through the sewers. Sounds like the Dormelage go after him in some way. We don't see him again at the end of this episode. So who knows if he got away? I imagine he did. You think he can escape them? I imagine he he got away. Uh, I would Im- I would imagine he's not finished in the series yet. Yeah, sure. That's what I would. That's think. what you'll say. You'll keep. Yeah, you'll keep the option open. I don't know. What I don't think he's captured. Like. I think he's. Uh, I think he's hiding out somewhere. They need to get the Dormelage out of the story mm-hmm. now, because they would be in the way for what happens. Sure. And so that's a great tool to do that yeah yeah um so moving on let's move on to the kind of the um oh there's one last thing actually carly calls sarah carly calls sam's a sister or sister-in-law i can't really tell i'm not sure what she is okay because she goes by miss ms wilson um so i'm not really sure whatever it is um sister they're related I think it is his sister, but she calls him or she calls her and she says this line and Sarah says, my world doesn't matter to America. So why do I care about its mascot? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's just again, we're, we're talking about the racism we're talking about. There's a lot of talk about supremacy Constantly. in this episode, which we didn't even touch on. Um but it, this falls in that same boat of um, supremacy and racism, and uh, you know Sam doesn't. You know she promises that Sam is not on Walker's side, 
which we all know, obviously, because Sam turned the shield in. And why would a guy like that be on Walker's side, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's such a drastic step for Carly to call his sister. You know, and it, it was threatening, but it wasn't at the same time. It was threatening. It was sufficiently threatening to get her to call Sam to get the meeting set up. Yeah. And she says, I would never do anything. I was just do. It was just a ultimately a means to an end. Right. That's <laughs> right, what she right, right, says right. to Sam. Right. Um, I don't know if that's any consolation. Yeah. No. Well, I said to Steph, too. I was like, you know, she's like, I'll take you out back to the dock. And I'm like, look, all you have to do is just Google her house and you'll know she has a dock in the back of her house. Right. Like the fact that she knows what your house looks like is not threatening in the, in 2021 or 2024. Right. In, in this case, you know, uh, like all you got to do is find their address, which I'm sure there's enough information on Sam Wilson to find all of the info you need about him, where he grew up and all that stuff. It's not hard to find out where, where they live. But so it wasn't that threatening sounding to me, but for Sam, you're like you, you're calling my family. Like, this is not cool. But she has that line of, why do I care about his mascot? And uh, we've lost a little bit of, you know, they handled race a couple episodes back when we saw Isaiah Bradley. But we haven't touched, I feel like, a whole lot on race it's, since then. It's floating in the background. I mean, last mm -hmm. episode, they certainly pulled back in transition. It, yeah. It's certainly content for the series. Yeah. And that, it, it definitely It's just this it overarching back. theme. Yeah. Um, that is just lingering there, which is just how it is all the mm -hmm. time, right? Because even last year, race was at the forefront of everybody's mind for, what, two or three months, and then it kind of fades out, right? Yeah, well, like in the last two months, we have the focus, and right. now we're we are back in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like in our time now, we're back in that conversation because of the George, uh, George Floyd and the trial, the trial for the happening. person who killed him. Uh, th you know, that that's where we are. Th it's interesting to me that it's one of the things that's happened with Sam is mm -hmm. Sam's role in this is nowhere near as front as it could be. Right. Right. He definitely isn't in the front of the story. Mm -hmm. It feels m much more like other characters in the front and Sam is like floating in between them. Yeah. It's, and that's why I think the race issue dissipates right. in the plot line because we, we aren't in Sam's perspective right. the way we are when we're watching Watchmen where race sure. is like, in the in front the, every yeah. moment because our lead characters yeah. and s are all people of color right you know there are, i mean there are white characters there too but we constantly are seeing you know a, as the as the actor as the agent of the story mm -hmm. where in a way sam's not the agent of this story he's responding to other people's behaviors yeah uh zemo is such a powerful figure in leading them uh that you know, in, in a way, it's like the Silence of the Lambs problem, right? right. Where, you know, it's it's um, it's a it's a story of an FBI agent, and we sure it's a story of an FBI agent, but that but it's really the serial killer who we remember. Mm -hmm. And in a way, Zemo has taken that that energy in the story, right? Uh, and I I I'm, and as a result, I think we lose some of what they're trying to do with Sam. Yeah, Sam never feels like he's in the driver's seat. You know, until this episode, he felt the most like it here uh -huh, uh -huh. when he tries in two separate occasions and in both occasions has a conversation. Right. With um, with Carly. With Carly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels like a lot of people are just taking the reins from him and doing their own thing. Right. And he's forced to be forced to go on the ride. Right. Right. Or respond in some he's, way. He's always responding to whatever interruption or thing that's happening. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, that was the last thing I wanted to bring up before we talked about 
the the big thing um so we find out that uh he took the serum right mm -hmm. walker takes the serum which we knew was going to happen of course and uh we see two hints of it before sam realizes you know what he did and uh i didn't actually catch it the first time the shield goes through the wall like into the wall and i was I didn't think any of it because we've watched so much of Captain America throw a right. shield around that I'm like, oh, yeah, it just normally goes into walls. Didn't catch it until he twisted the metal piping around the dude's right. hand. Um, I missed the fact that he kicked the dude through the doors and down like 10 flights of stairs into the wall. Like I, that didn't register to me as super soldier strength. It wasn't until he twisted that pipe around him and the dude said, oh, shit. Like, well, and that's the that's that's the filmmakers taking you through. Yeah. Like we're going to tease, tease. Yeah. And now we're going to make it clear. And guys, we have to let you know he took this. Right, because right, yeah. if we don't, we're in trouble, right? You're not going to understand what happens next. Yeah, yeah. And, and we get a response of, what did you do from Sam? And he doesn't tell him. He just says they got Lamar and, like, let's go. And Sam is on board to help them, help, help them get Lamar back, you know? Like, Sam's a team player when he sees somebody in trouble, right? And he knows that based on what he's seen the Flag Smashers do – to other people, they may do to right. They may do to Battlestar. Right. right. They're dangerous mm -hmm. enough that he's going to go and fight against them to help somebody who's in who's in trouble, even if that is going to, I I guess, hurt his relationship with Carly to an extent. But you know, in the me, this is okay. This is actually a question that Steph and I had while we were watching. Sam and Buck, you're meeting with Carly, right? This is right before they go into that fight. We see Sharon tracking. John right and Sharon notifies Sam and Bucky hey Walker's on the move here sends the coordinates Sam looks over his shoulder at Bucky says it's Walker Bucky dives off the balcony Carly meets him and just slams him right into the wall and goes right into full force I feel like there was something that was missing because I don't un fully understand why she attacked when he went to go get Walker. Was it that was she just baiting them out to try and find Walker? Was that all it was? Or it it feels a lot like it's about betrayal again. So we have that you know she's alone with yeah him, and he would said he was coming there alone, but uh -huh. he shows up with Bucky right, and then suddenly Walker is there, who we've had the bad deal with before like we've had that sure, bad okay yeah and so whatever's happening th i think that it's just it's time to go she may feel like town. it's the same situation it's all over again up, right yeah okay that Which makes is sense. what we saw the other time right the i mean the structure of that scene is a repetition of the previous scene right mm -hmm. we have except he has bucky with him in that counseling well session, that time he so was he was trying not to hide the right. people he brought right and and so you know here here's out in the open there's Bucky he's going to be with me because this is not safe and you threaten my sister and blah 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 yeah and then now suddenly the real antagonist is here mm -hmm. and you know she does what she needs to do to protect herself and her people yeah um yeah whether that's you know the right choice or not and that fight is brutal yeah um, yeah well they took they took Lamar and so Sam and Walker fight alongside each other for a bit along with Bucky to kind of disarm some of the flag smashers right. and uh carly shows up and walker is kind of being kind of pinned down his arms are pulled behind his back by one of the super soldier guys the same guy in the uh graveyard who was a fan of cap mm -hmm. right pulling his arms back 
Carly comes in, takes out a knife, and goes to stab. Yeah, they're all there's knives everywhere. Everywhere, and right? And Walker like, says he's like, "What's with all the knives?" I know like, it's like a doing? knife scene. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they want to be quiet. They don't want to use guns necessarily, right? And they're super soldiers, so they can use knives pretty effectively, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, we see a knife go th- into a wall, like a concrete wall, mm-hmm. at one point. So uh, we are actively seeing the flag smashers looking like they're trying to kill. Whereas we even see Bucky throw one of the knives down onto the floor next to the head of somebody, right? right? Like, so the Flag Smashers are trying to kill. The Avengers are just trying to disarm, right? And Carly comes in, caps pinned. She goes and tries to, you know, stab him. I mean, it, we heard earlier their goal was to to kill Captain America. Right, right. Definitely, and that's what she believes. Yeah, she that that is her big goal. Um, and uh, Lamar comes in. He's escaped his, you know hostage bounds his wraps or whatever the zip ties where they put on him right and he dives tackles carly she responds very quickly and gives him a solid punch to the chest sending him hurtling back into this pillar uh and then we see him drop and his head kind of hangs over and i actually didn't think he was dead at first but i actually don't know if i still think he's dead or not i think he's dead you think he's just done for I, uh, yeah. yeah he's I think gone he's disposable Okay, yeah, yeah. Character. I they cut back to him after Walker. They did, th- and I expected him to like, <gasps> like almost breathe up and like. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about a bad death. That's a bad death. Like, yeah, a crushing death from being yeah. punched across a room into a pillar. That's just that's not, bad. Yeah, it's a bad death. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was even wearing his protective g- chest gear, and he mm-hmm. still died. I mean, yeah. that's a hard punch. Yeah, so it's pretty awful. Yeah, I it's and you can feel it in the room, right? When mm. when everybody realizes what she did, she I mean she knows what she did, and I don't think she intended to kill him, you know. Well, she's fighting with a guy who's obviously a super soldier, right? She's fighting with two other superheroes, right? He's not he he's legit not a superhero. Yeah, like he's he, just this guy with a vest on. He should he's not be in the room right. with the super soldiers, right? But he is, and that risk is what results in i mean his death i mean in in him dying not his death because she certainly does it yeah Um, yeah and uh yeah it i mean the whole room stops the guy who's holding walker back lets him go to go check on lamar and everybody just freezes like all of a sudden killing them doesn't matter at all getting away is the only thing that mm -hmm. matters for some reason i'm not i mean I think they feel bad. She feels bad about killing Lamar because Lamar wasn't necessarily her enemy, right? It was Captain America that was yeah, her and, enemy. And the stakes have changed completely in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so everybody runs. Walker goes on a rampage and does a superhero landing outside of jumping out of the window, lands on the truck, finds the guy who was a fan of Captain America as a kid, hunts him down and in the middle of the street, just like massacre, like bludgeons him with this shield. Yeah, I mean, for all practical purposes, must slice his chest open oh, with the shield. With the amount of strength and force that he used, the man should be cut in half. Yeah, and we've you seen know? we've seen Cap do a very similar action. It's almost shot for shot it, parallel. It is, right? yeah, yeah. Civil to, War to Civil War at the mm-hmm. end, and that's one of those moments where we think is Cap going to do this thing, and he doesn't. He makes the other choice, right? He makes the disarming choice. Mm-hmm. Here, the, he goes full murder multiple like multiple, multiple strikes yeah. and by that point carly has come down to be able to see it yeah we have all these p- 
people around with phones their phones everywhere. out recording. Yep. Uh, but we don't actually understand completely what's happened till that last shot. Like, it was really well structured. Oh, act, and right? and he looks so crazy and filled with like this rage that there is no control. Like he went full Hulk, and there's no controlling him. You know, and uh, yeah, the uh, the shot we get camera low angle looking up right and you so see all shot, the blood right. the hero shot that right. which is very clearly a villain shot at this point um there's blood on like the bottom quarter of the shield it's right dripping down yeah and and you know that sim that's such a it's such a symbol i just hope that these guys can i don't know whether marvel has the guts to go the distance with what they're sure. doing i just feel like they're they're throwing all this stuff out there and yet I'm not sure whether they're going to take the next step to to let what they're saying sure, yeah, about yeah. America and the potential pr the blood on our flag. Uh -huh. Like literally <laughs> saying that's what it is when we go to other countries and we fight wars with people who we have no business fighting with. And, right. you know, like there's all of these conversations that we can have around these issues that if this story takes a little farther step to clarify its imagery yeah. that those conversations can happen yeah uh, but for sure he he that representative image and the fact they shoot from that low angle that's like a comic book panel page like oh 100 percent sure. yeah looks like it's right out of the comic um and his lack not lack of awareness but lack of understanding uh -huh. of the cameras all of that is happening in that last oh moment. yeah he's he's got these blinders on to just this guy who isn't even the one who killed Lamar. It's just it, it, anybody who was in that room was an enemy to him at that point. And he was going to, if it was him or if it was Carly, if it was Sam, maybe who knows, like he was just going to, he was just going to do, do that to anybody who knew where Carly was potentially. Well, and that's the way terrorism assaults work. Like, you know, we, there are people in other countries who are fans of America who get turned because of, something that happens right. with our country in their country like not saying that that excuses them from what they did it just means that we we make choices that mm -hmm. ex create extremism in, in cases and we see that sort of activity taking place right on the screen with this guy who is responding to a legitimate death like take the take the metaphor you know uh, we see a, an innocent supporter of the american ideal be murdered by a terrorist right and as a result walker as america goes and kills anyone who represents that position right and everyone sees it and it alters the perception of what america is and it alters what america is because if walker is that representative he's there and bucky and sam are going to have to come to terms with that or not like the story could just say all right you've seen it we did a cool thing we're going to get back to the sure, power. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they can hang on. Yeah. It's one of my great fears about the fact that when we look at IMDb, you know, Black Cap is only in one episode. Uh, and I'm hoping that that's just a lie. Right. So that we don't know he's going to be in episode six in a way for us to have a moment with he and um, Sam to sort of mm -hmm. resolve some of these big issues about race. Yeah. Um, race and violence and policing and all of that stuff that's just it's out there like it's so bold that they're doing it out there right and yet i don't know whether they can yeah take the final step right yeah it's one well, and, and to clear to clarify it is hard because you don't want to 
necessarily beat your viewers over the head with it. Right. But you also want to bring up the problems with everything that they're talking about, like the, everything they're bringing up. You know, how do you clarify it without shoving it down the v- viewers' throats yeah. and by not going, you know, not not taking it too far to where it's it doesn't have impact. Plot landing, right? Your yeah. plot needs to land. And my fear is, after watching the last episode of Vision of the Scarlet Witch, potentially you sideline that more interesting story like the vision battle which gets sidelined in a way in that and that's really interesting and that's way more interesting and instead yeah. you have this sure uh, big giant sky battle right and i'm hoping that we don't lose the subtlety of what they're talking about all of these lines they they're placing in in that big battle but that last scene is brutal this yeah. was and it, what's interesting to me too is this this episode bookends itself with two of the most powerful visual moments we've seen in mm-hmm. yeah in marvel you know captain america's shield covered in blood and what that means when that shield is born defeating the nazis mm-hmm. and on the other end of the spectrum bucky gaining his freedom like those are powerful scenes yeah uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that that are are really worthy of the canon, right? They're worthy for us to have in the canon, right? You know, you you brought up that we've seen this same sort of shot, right? Where they um, where where Steve is slamming his shield into Tony, and he disarms him, right? He like disarms the suit essentially from mm-hmm. being powered, um, and Cap realizes in that moment what he did, and that he's no longer worthy of this shield. That's right. Right, and he drops the shield, leaves it there, and that's when we see him go into full like nomad, Steve. And uh, what we don't see from Walker is him drop the shield. We see him actually tighten the grip, and he keeps the shield on, yep. um, as if like this was okay for him to do. Um, he doesn't see. I, I'm sure he probably sees the problem in what he did, but only because he was seen doing it. I think he's okay with the action he committed, but he's not okay with the action being committed in front of all those cameras. Uh, and and maybe not we, either way, but it's sure. certainly that's a legitimate path to think that's going to go. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think you're right about that. The, the it's interesting, you know, the reveal in that Cap Iron Man moment is a reveal where we don't know what's happened. The, the camera lingers, yeah, letting us not know what's happened, and then we see the result. And we see Cap's emotional response to what he's done, mm-hmm. which ultimately is not that bad comparatively. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, I mean, he, right? They didn't kill Tony; they just really disabled him. But in order to save his friend, right? Like, right. In order to to remedy the situation, to get out of the situation, and he gives up his role. Here, you're right. We see him leaning into the role. Walker leans into the role of America with his. Yeah, you know, half bloodied shield. Civil War is still one of those movies where I can never decide who was in the right as far as Tony or Cap because they're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah, from my perspective, it's still a movie. Looking back, even it's what been five or six years, and I still I can't choose a side based on who was right and who was wrong. Um, anyway, just felt that, sure. and that's just good filmmaking. Yeah, right? it really is. Um, let's talk a little bit about where we think this is going to go. Oh, you know what? Last thing. Ao disarms Bucky's arm. Oh yeah. That's we didn't talk about great. that. No, we should talk about that. Uh, what a, again, betrayal, you know, there's just be- betrayal after betrayal in, in this, this episode, in this episode. No, for sure. Good Lord. Um, 
you know, for Bucky, who thought he was free of control, all of a sudden there's this almost kill switch on his arm. Uh, the face he made, man. The face, oh, it's unbelievable. The face he made after she disarms him, he's just like, what the heck? I didn't know anybody could even do this. And all of a sudden he's he's still in control of somebody else. Maybe not in control of, you know, as like a killing machine necessarily, right? Like he can't be mind controlled to go and commit this murder. But, but his body isn't his own. His body's not his own. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know if, if they're going to bring that up later on. Feels like there has to be some kind of conversation or Bucky needs to somehow get full control over his arm going forward. Yeah. But the, I mean, I thought that was it was one of those moments where we see a thing happen and we see his look. But then we get the the ang- the, the landing line where it's like, did you know that could happen? He's like, I no. didn't know that could happen. Yeah. That's that's significant. It also places some it places some weight on Wakanda right mm-hmm. about what they're doing or, or, or how they're working right, right. Um, so yeah it, it, even if he is the white wolf right even if he is is, is that role so mm-hmm. yeah that needs to be resolved in some way and I don't know where they're going to go with that or if it'll even happen in this series right I it could be another Black Panther 2 for yeah, all we know Sebastian right. Stan could be in Black Panther 2 that absolutely you know um Anyway, let's go to some predictions here, what we think is going to happen. Um, if I had to guess, I mean, I would say that there's definitely repercussions for Walker in some aspect, um, whether they're enforced or not enforced, um, these consequences. I mean, there's certainly would be some kind of briefing that would happen afterwards, right? The world, there's social media posts going up from people in Latvia seeing Captain America kill this guy in broad daylight in a public square with the shield and is America going to defend his actions or are they going to, uh, you know, deny his actions and give him some kind of consequences? Are they going to try and take this shield away from him? Are they going to try and, and, um, demote him from captain America? Is he no longer going to be captain America to the government? But you know, where does it go from there? And does he go on the run to try and retain his status as captain America? Does he try and keep the shield and suit and, do the opposite of what Sam did or do they try and get Sam to be in the suit and take over? You yeah. Know? I, I think my, I, I mean, us agent has the potential to appear. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. after I say that one of the options is they're going to kill Walker, right? Like that's the, that's the Marvel bad guy option. So that's the one I fear because yeah. I don't want that to happen. But right. one of the options is that he dies in the end, right? Right. Maybe he dies in a self-sacrificial act and he's redeemed in some way. He says, I'm the guy that falls on the grenade Maybe that's the thing that happens right. with the power broker or whatever. Maybe it's not. Maybe he gets killed because the Marvel doesn't know how to deal with these villains in the long haul. Right. Um, they don't understand the Joker, right? They don't understand the fact that having a long-term villain is really interesting. Yeah. They, they only understand Loki, right, who falls in, like you say, that weird great area. But yeah. on, on the, uh, the other thing I think could happen, and I would, I would find this fascinating, is if he's defeated in the end, and the, the U.S. disavows him, like they say, they strip him of the yeah. uniform. But in the post-credit scene at the end, we see him in U.S. agent, and he is working for the United States, but he is undercover. Right. He's right. now the CIA's wet works guy. Right. Instead of the front, he's the other side of, of the American uh, confrontation with the world. He's the guy in the shadows. Yeah. Who, yeah, I mean, super soldier, if, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, America doesn't care. They just want another super soldier who can 
do their dirty work, right? And if that's the thing, if and they couldn't the control Steve, right? Because Steve was going to do his own thing. But now, if they can control a Walker, and so if he becomes not the face because he can't be the face, and he mm -hmm. becomes U.S. agent, the the character U.S. agent in the background, that to me is really interesting going forward. That yeah. becomes a going forward issue that's that could be really exciting. Um, so that's one thing I think might happen. Hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. You know, I would, I would, I would love to see that, but because it would be a betrayal for us, right? Yeah. Like the audience would think, and I like that sort of inversion of expectation that we th we think this is resolved. We see him get his justice, mm -hmm. but that justice doesn't land permanently because well, again, justice it, with those figures, right? Like whether they're the police or right, whatever. It's, it's yeah. not enough, you know. Yeah. Uh, and but on the other hand, I, I mean, I don't see how we're not going to see the Falcon become Captain America with uh -huh. wings. I don't see how that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that certainly needs to be the thing um, because it's all about a stepping off point at the end of the episode. Where have these characters, where are they going next? And I still think that we're going to see Captain America and the White Wolf as the ending to this series because we're, we're, we're not just this isn't about him as Captain America. It's also about Bucky stripping himself of the winter soldier and becoming this new thing. Right. Well, and it's really important. This is going to sound nutty, I guess, <laughs> but um, I've read some posts on social media where people are, have been talking about the fact that like Marvel has a thing about white heroes with black uh, sidekicks. Right. And they're playing that out here right now mm -hmm. to invert it, hopefully. Again, I hope that uh -huh. they make that inversion. Right. And I don't think we're going to see, you know, um, what's what's the uh, Latinx guy? Oh, what's his name? His friend who was in the first two episodes. Oh, goodness. Oh, Torres. Torres. I don't think we're going to see Torres again in that role. That's the in the comics. That's what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. So it becomes black and Hispanic pairing. Right. Right. But. Um, we could see the white wolf paired up with that and if that's the inversion that we do with with a black hero and a white sidekick that would that would be a thing that would speak to those words I'm reading on social media that right. don't quite understand the depth of conversation because they're not going the like I say they're not necessarily going the distance yeah that makes sense um, as far as the next two episodes go I mean we have to be introduced to the power broker soon i don't i mean it feels like the next episode there's two episodes left feels like we need to learn who the power broker is by the end of the next episode for it to actually hit correctly and have the beats it needs in episode six right for us to to right. have a conclusion like the the cliffhanger could be who the power broker is in episode five that could be the ending of that episode um whether it's actually sharon carter or whether it's it is zemo or whether it is someone else zola in a robot body yep. right um mm -hmm. like who knows um or just some random person we've we've never met never seen mm -hmm. um you know it doesn't need to be this what, what feels like an easter egg of sorts of oh this guy's been the person the whole time right. it could be a completely new character that mm -hmm. we've never met and it certainly sounds like it's a man based off of the text that was read to carly based on how it, right. it felt like he was patronizing her a little bit um which not that women can't do that to women, but definitely feels like a man was writing that text out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know where it's where necessarily it's going to go, but it definitely feels by the end of episode five, we meet the power broker in full. 
and and the or heck by the opening of episode five they could introduce him and who's fighting with who is the story right so that last episode is all about who's standing next to who Mm -hmm. on the battlefield right uh against who and and those they've kept us um dislodged enough Uh that we can't be 100 percent sure zemo could be back and he could be in that mix Uh we could have uh the power broker present fighting everybody Mm -hmm. or the power broker and sharon fighting everyone or sharon as the power broker we could have cap fighting falcon like we just don't know right what that's gonna what's gonna happen with that and that's actually interesting to think that they still have us in that position and the power broker his goal is to get the serum back right like he wants they want one thing and they want to be able to produce this serum again right they've killed nagel there's no serum left only serum that remains is in people Mm -hmm. right so there's this whole thing where maybe they could go and maybe they are capturing walker and they're trying to you know dissect this 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 serum from him um can they can they extract the serum from his his blood um or are they going to do that with carly are they going to do that with any of the other in the way they did with (laughs) isaiah right right Right, in the same way. And so maybe Isaiah's entire story that we heard earlier will now actually become way more horrific after we see that happen. Um, and does have they figured out a way to uh, get rid of the serum altogether inside somebody? Can they fully extract the power from someone um, and give it to yeah. somebody else? That's Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, so who knows? I don't know where they're going to go with it, but it definitely feels to me like the power broker is trying to get somebody to get, like, if he wants what he wants, like he's going to want to get the serum. And the only way to do that is to extract it. So uh, whether that's Walker kind of being disavowed in a sense, and he goes on the run to do his own thing and gets picked up and then he's still in the mix or it's, they capture Carly. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure where they're going to go with it, but it definitely feels like they could either introduce him. feels like they're either going to introduce him in the next episode or they're going to close the episode with him. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, those are my predictions as of right now. But Well, it's, there's a lot to do, and we ha- only have two episodes left, and I was concerned about the length, and now I'm feeling like it might be the right length. Mm-hmm. It is – the pace has been reasonable, but it is certainly – Yeah, the 45 minutes or so. Episode, yeah, right, yeah, it's certainly slower than a movie, right? But, and that is great mm-hmm. that we're getting all of these subtle things. But sure. I do think we've seen right now at this episode – that we we are banging into some issues that happen with production mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that doesn't move forward too there was something i saw online people were saying that they feel like the fact that this is broken up into episodic material is actually um have hasn't done the show justice because this feels like it should be maybe two parts the first three episodes the second three episodes um and they feel like it's just slowing the momentum of the show and I think yeah. on a rewatch this show is actually you're going to watch this in two parts you're going to watch the first three episodes back to back and you're going to watch the last three episodes back to back just the way the cliffhangers kind of work um, and the episodes work yeah I think that's actually a legitimate because I feel that way complaint. I'm there's a difference between WandaVision and this show right WandaVision was this mystery wrapped up mm-hmm. And every episode it would end and you'd be wondering, I need to know what the heck is happening. Whereas this isn't a mystery. This is like they've chopped a very long Marvel movie up into pieces and are slowly releasing it to you. Yeah, th- this episode is truly the one that has the cleanest back end, right? Right. Like the 
Dora Milaje appearance is a great cliffhanger, but it can move right into the next moment. Like literally, it just he, starts there. He, right. And he walks back in and says, "Oh, guess who was here?" Right? right like right. it's it's just a, a straight. But this moment, you have to break. Like yeah. if this is was in a film, you would need to go to someplace else, uh-huh. far away, so that time can pass. Yeah, exactly. Between the bloody shield and the next scene, because there is no way right. that goes anywhere but him being confronted by Bucky and Sam and that can't happen mm-hmm. yet I don't think no, no you're right, right. you're right there, there has to be other consequences the, those cameras tell me there has to be something else going on so yeah agreed cool well right. anything else to add nope let's uh, tell people to come back next week and great well that's y- it. you heard him come back next week we'll be talking about it again if you have your th- own thoughts and predictions and opinions and if you disagree with what we said or if you agreed Please, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can send us a DM on Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast, or you can take the next step and send us a voice message that we could respond to and include in a future pro- podcast at anchor.fm slash Racking Focus Podcast. The link to that voice message uh, is in the, you know, the description of this episode. Yeah, and if you're uh, not just interested in Marvel television properties, but you're interested in movies in general, you can come listen to the rest of the movie material that's all over this feed and will continue to populate the feed. And we go from pop to art house film. So whatever you're interested in, we can both be a guide through that process or a conversation to have around those films. Yep, and uh, other than that, please share this content with a friend who likes movies, who likes Marvels, and... uh, have them join in our conversation yeah that's all cool well we'll catch you guys next week on the racking focus podcast thanks for listening to the racking focus podcast